Let me live out my dream. Let me live out as what I intended to be. If you got a me, then I can probably see. All right, check, check, check. Y'all tuned in to another episode of the Leading Be Legendary Presents the LABL Podcast, in which this podcast can be heard on your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM. And there's a new one now that's called, well, it's been around for a second. It's called the Podcoin app. You can actually listen to that, and they give you rewards and points, you know, gift cards and everything for uh, so many listens. It's, it's pretty dope. Like, if you're a podcast head or even if you're new to the game, just listening to episodes, you know, why not just get you a couple gift cards, get you an Amazon joiner or some Starbucks um, gift cards or whatever. Just let the points add up. And at the same time, enjoy some episodes, especially Elite and Be Legendary. And not to forget, I'm your host, name tag Alexander. One thing I want to let y'all know is be sure that you check out the Work, Win, Repeat single that I just dropped. It was on May 24th, all pretty much as a soft release. You can go get that at nametagalexander.com to stream and or download. Make sure you leave your email address on the mailing list. But it's going to also be available on all streaming platforms that you can get, you know, the Apple Music, Spotify, uh, what's another one, Title. So, you know, and then Bandcamp, of course, and SoundCloud, you know, the basics pretty much. Also, make sure you get some merch from that same website, also as well, at LeadingBeLegendary.net. Not going to waste too much time with y'all. We're going to get into this new episode, and we're going to introduce my main man, Valet, Detroit's own. Introduce yourself. Let the people know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, though, world? What up, though, name tag? It's your homie, the big Val Bose, the one and only. It's your man, Valet. I'm kicking it with name tag. We about to top it up for those tuning in. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time and for lending us an ear. And hopefully we have uh, uh, some conversation here that will entertain hey, hey. y'all for the for the next uh, 30, 40 minutes or whatever it may yes, be. Sir. So now the funny thing is, I, man, I've been seeing you for like a while, like putting this grassroots level of work, like just on the city's music scene. And it, it's been for a long time. Now, how did, how do we come across each other? Because if I'm not mistaken, it was at the Berkeley front out there yeah um, man yeah. that's that's i remember meeting you yes sir right there and for the first time you were uh uh rocking the show i remember eddie logic being in there a couple yeah. other cats and i already knew who you were man i just remember like uh uh hearing your name on a couple different radio outlets like i could have sworn bro like it was either like jlb or even like one of the pop stations like 95.5 or some shit probably like was that. 95 oh shit 95 yeah. Oh, yeah that's when they used to do the uh when they used to do the joints every uh damn what what uh host was that man i forget who it was but this one they was out clear channel was out there like in farmington i want to say I forget the whole mm-hmm. name, man, but he used to do a joint. We used to come out there on a, like a, a Tuesday, and they would have like an artist feature or whatever from the city. Yeah, that, damn, that's crazy. Yes, yeah, so, so I remember wow. vaguely hearing your name. I remember vaguely hearing like, yo, this cat named Name Tag. He's pretty dope. You know, here ninety five five, which was weird because when you thought of ninety five five, you thought of like. You know what I'm saying? The the more yeah. main, like really, like top forty mainstream. Super mainstream. Like I never exactly. Yeah, I never even heard of ninety five five ever fucking around with anything local. They were a straight commercial top forty station. So it was weird. It like stuck out to me. Like wait, there's a local rapper in love by ninety five five. That's really weird to me. But that's dope. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? And. uh but then what, what was crazy was uh, around that time I met you, I just laid a track 
for my dude uh, Russell Top, Cat Out of okay. Dearborn. That was putting together that View from the Top album. And wow. I know you had a view on it, Marv, Royce, uh, Caniva, Swifty. He had, uh, who uh, was it, Joe Budden or, or Crooked Eye? I forgot. It was one of the other Slaughter. He was one of the Slaughterhouse members. was on that Damn. album. And, yeah, bro, crazy shit. And he had me, too, on, uh, uh, just the two of us, on a track on there as well. And that's kind of how I started, uh, you know, messing with Top. And it was around that time, I heard there was an event going on at, in Berkeley. I was like, well, per usual, I'm going to go, show my face, say what's up, network, enjoy me a dope show, support the cause, and maybe flip a couple CDs on my backpack. And then That had to I be some you shit that Origix and DC put together. It had to be. Yes, it was. was yeah. Front, that's how I got introduced to Berkeley Front, because of them. Oh, uh, you know, it had wild. to be them. It had to be them. I do actually remember them now at that show and hosting that show. So you're absolutely correct. And I remember Eddie Logic being there, and I was already messing with him at the time for a couple of years. And Word. that's where I met you. I was like, yo, Tag, I saw your stage set. I was like, oh, this is Name Tag. This is my man's I've been hearing about. Dope. And yo, I remember hollering at you like, yo, dog, we're about to be on the same album. And you were like, yo, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the view from the top joint. I remember, I remember the album cover and everything, because he had me on a yeah. joint called uh, Glowing. Yeah, I remember that. Dang, that's crazy, man. Good old crazy, fashioned word yeah. of mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Word of mouth shit. Just, just, just. It wasn't even though. Yo, I saw you on the gram. It was, I heard. It was, yo, Social that's dope. media at that time was still like kind of slowly coming around. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was It might have been like Twitter. already had Twitter and yeah. Facebook, but that was it. There was no gram. There was no, to my knowledge, there was no uh, SoundCloud at that time. Um, Bandcamp, maybe. Bandcamp was kind of fresh. Kind of fresh at that time. It might have been like 2011? 2012. 2012, okay. Oh, that's crazy. Ain't it? That's crazy shit, my G. Now, this, now what was this, popping at that time was was, was that piff, that piff.com. Yeah. Like, you would like oh, yeah, for sure. Shit to get people to hear it. Yeah, cause, yeah, oh yeah, because around that time I was probably like putting out one of them classic cadence mixtapes. Yup. There you go. Man, that's ill, man. Time, man, time just be flying. This album cover art that you got here, I, I like how it's the um, like on the front covers, you as a child, of course, you got the you got the gold rope on, but then in the inside of it, is is you like just paying homage to that? What what brought that concept about? Uh, it was it's kind of funny you you say that. It was kind of crazy. I always knew. So peep this, man. This is like. This album, I've worked on it for almost two years with DJ Head and Pigpen and Tony Rizzo. But this album, in my mind, has existed since the day I fucking hit these streets, bro, and started, like, trying to do what I wanted to do since I was kid. But I always knew, man, I was always aware of my level of... of uh, uh, my merit as an MC and craftsmanship and music. I always saved this picture for this album. Now I never had, I never knew I was gonna actually name an album my real name behind low, but I always yeah. knew that this picture would end up becoming an album cover for me. And I always knew I'm like, if you're gonna use that picture, because this picture is so dope, so powerful. I guess in a sense, like, and what by powerful I mean like when motherfucker sees it, it's gonna get their attention. You know what I'm saying? It looked like and, rebellion. And, 
exactly like rebellious to me. Big chain, grabbing my crotch. I'm only two yeah. or three years old in the picture. And I just feel like it's, it's, it's stunning in a way. Like, boom, it, it, it'll, it'll hit. You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll catch excitement. So I always just kind of say this picture to when I felt as an artist that my craftsmanship, uh, whether it be flows, cadence, rhymes, also production, the people I was working with, that I was at a level where I was surrounded uh, by the best possible people I could be surrounded by in the studio. And I was the, I finally felt sharp enough to drop an album of this, of this magnitude. And I'm not, you know, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm not saying I made the greatest album ever, but I'm just, I just feel like, okay. You know that, you know that dedication, that gut feeling, that that, that fire actually inside, like this is it right here. Yes. Like every project I've dropped till now was practice to get to this project. Mm. And, uh, so, so this is like what I feel is my rookie card. I've dropped so many mixtapes and EPs and even albums. But I never, I always felt that these are stepping stones to get me to this project. This is my Illmatic. This is my, you know okay. what I'm saying, ready to die. Like, that's how we felt when we were making it. And um, I almost kind of regret not having, like, a camera crew filming and documenting Damn. the creation of it. But at the same time, you can go on my Instagram and scroll back and be like, Yeah, I was about to say, with social media now, you can kind of like see your process. Documented in a and sense. it's interesting that you say that too about like how this is your best album of, that, of all the projects you put out. And the funny thing is, I think that's how it's supposed to be. Like a lot of artists, we get so many artists where people say that their first album was their best album, right? And then after that, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that one was cool. This one is hard. Or, no, this one is better than that one. But it, it usually mm-hmm. always tracks back to the first. And I really think, like, as you make albums, that middle album or maybe or even, like, whichever one you feel like, oh, this is going to be my last one, those should be the ones that are, like, better because you're no, supposed to get better. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? It should always get better, each one, each one. Um, and I, oh, even now I feel like that. Now I feel like this is – my rookie year all over again. And that sounds so crazy because you just said you've been seeing me around for years. I feel this yeah. is my rookie year in the NBA. I've been in the NCAA. I've been killing it in high school, but I knew I wasn't good enough to play on the pro level yet. Now I feel yeah. like I just got drafted to the NBA with this project. But that's to answer your to question, yeah, bro, <laughs> that's how I really feel. And uh, it's, it's time people feel like you can't think about it that way because – it's not like you drop demos, local demos, and then you get signed to a major label and you have your first real, you know, professionally done studio album. Right. Nowadays, everything is the same. Whether you or me or Jay-Z drop an album, it's all the same shit. You just make it, you create it, and you put it out there for the whole world to see. But exactly. um, I still feel that way. I still feel that old school type of, like, man, everything up until this point is practice. Uh, and maybe one day I'm going to feel that way about this album. Maybe my next album I'm going to feel like, oh, you know, I, I always want to feel like my newest shit is the greatest shit that I've ever seen. If you can't top it last shit, don't even Yeah, because it's like at the end of the know? day, you're really supposed to be in competition with yourself. When it with really yourself. Down to it. And, and that's the way I always looked at it. But to answer your question on topic was we were looking at the picture my homeboy with Paulie. Um, who's been holding me down for years, dope photographer. Uh, he shot for a lot of different artists, done artwork for a few different artists, and uh, he's really into photography. Uh, he's been 
do my artwork, logos, and shit like that for years. Him and Cliff Note. Those are my two my go go to guys when it comes to pictures and logos and, and, and visuals. Uh he was at my crib and we were like, All right man, here's what we want to do. Let's look at some fonts. I go, the album cover's already there. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to do that from right. scratch. But what are we gonna put on the cover of the C D? What are we gonna put on the cover of the vinyl? And et cetera. And uh when you when you open it, you know, like you said, you see me in the same exact same outfit exactly. as a kid, but now I'm a grown man. It was I love that fire. <laughs> yeah, dog. And we were coming up with a couple of different ideas, and all of a sudden, I, I swear to God, bro, it was the grace of God. It was something in the air. We both had like this like heavy gas, and we're like, I got an idea. We both, like, said it at the same time. Like, what if you open it, and it's me as an adult, and the the idea came the same to us goal, exactly, and everything. bro, it scared us how we had the same exact idea at the same exact time to do it where you open it and it's like a continuation of what you're looking at. That's time you know, war. Everybody kind of like on board, like, yeah, this is what we got to go with. We all agreeing. We all know yes. it's fire. Everybody excited about it. This is the one we going yeah, with. No uh, changes, <laughs> no last minute. Yes, bro. It was like, boom, we already know it. Bam, set up the photo shoot for like a day later at his crib where he had a beige wall that's similar to the one in the picture of me as a kid. And I went out. I went to the mall, had to buy me a, 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 a navy blue um, sweater like that with a, a, a shirt that you don't see in the picture. Cause my, but I'm wearing white under the blue sweater like I'm yeah. Carlton Banks. And uh, – that's what it was, man, and it was so perfect. I almost, bro, I almost got chills when we had that idea because that's the concept of the album. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you listen to the whole thing or not. It's it's loosely based on some time travel shit where, you know what I'm saying, at, at different points in my life, I'm going back in time talking to myself. And okay, it was just so like, that's, that's if a I look idea. at it. Okay, so if I look at it, it kind of goes from when you were like a child up into more so like adulthood now, because right now, I noticed like yeah. just based on the track list and what's the joint where you got the video that Diego shot and it's like you on the bike. It's called um, damn, what's it? I got the track list in front of me. Street boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, street boy. And I'm like, I'm looking at that. That's earlier in the album, so I, I think it makes sense now with you saying like, okay, yeah, this was basically like a, a time hop with me going from my earlier stages of me. You know, just I don't, I don't yeah, know if say like from an MC up until now or just life in general. Life in general and being an MC is a part of that. Um, being so it's loosely based. It's not like a Kendrick Lamar album in track one. I'm not gonna, you know, it's kind of like a movie, so I'm not gonna spoil it too much for those that didn't right. hear. It, but it's not a big deal. In track one, I'm going back in time, produced by my dog in KAT. I'm going back in time, talking to myself. As, so I'm like the 30-year-old current me. I'm going back and I'm talking to myself as a four- or five-year-old uh, uh, kid that you kind of see on the cover and just kind of yeah, yeah. warning him of the things that are going to come to life and this, that, and the third and yada, yada, yada. And uh, so then in track two in Street Boy, it's not a very – it's not a specific, you know, exact correlating with the next chapter of my life. But again, on some loosely based time tra time travel shit, I'm telling the listener who I am, where I'm from, what kind of my childhood was like, what my teenage years were like, and why I am the way I am now when it comes to hip hop, 
and and and, and, and hip hop uh, uh, music and kind of urban inner city street culture. Like, how did I end up this way that I am? That's what Street Boy is. So it's still like okay. a time travel joint, but it's not an exact continuation of the intro. It's just approaching the time travel concept a little differently, kind of giving you my, my biography from from beginning to now type shit. Okay. So, so so we're talking about just the whole thing with just the, the time, you know, time travel or whatever. And I noticed that this was something that you put on Instagram, and it was about the uh, the calendar. You had a calendar up just basically – breaking down your plan of action you didn't go into detail about it but you said you started it in think of last year around thanksgiving 2018 yeah yeah explain to artists how important that is to have some type of plan of action like literally having a calendar or whiteboard to go off of to really just follow through on something like explain the importance of that and why you did it here's why i did it i don't i'm a one-man show tag you know what i'm saying honestly I don't have a label. I don't have a manager. I don't have a publicist. Uh, 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 uh. At most, I got a couple friends that can help me out when I call them. Like, yo, man, I'm shooting this video. Can you help and pick this person up? I got a couple people like that that I always, you know, thank God for that can kind of help me out. But truthfully, bro, I'm the record label. I'm the manager. I'm the musician. I'm, <laughs> I'm I, everything. Hey, listen, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so as, you, as you already know, so my thing is, it's impossible for me to remember. We all have a good we, – we all end up going to the grave with a million great ideas in our head. There's a one thing of having a great idea and then executing them. Example, oh, okay, you want to shoot a video? Cool. Okay, people say, yeah. You know, I, I love how some people act like it's so easy. Like, yeah, man, we'll just do this and we'll do that. and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but do you know how many uh, – to-do list task you just opened up with each one of those things you just said in order to have a video with the concept you just had okay you're going to need a location you got to lock that down let me tell you how many steps it comes just to 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 to, to lock down the location okay now you got to call these different people oh now you got to wait for them to call you back like everything takes a million steps exactly. total. you know what i'm saying Oh, you need some people to play this, that, and the third in the video? Well, now you gotta, you gotta, it's not simple. It's simple on, it, it, as the old saying goes, it's easier said than done. Then, uh, oh, yeah, we're gonna yes. shoot this video. Oh, okay, you're gonna get this album artwork? Oh, you want it to open up and it's a, it's a, a grown adult, you, um, on the CD and on the label of the vinyl? Okay, well, guess what? Now you gotta find time to go to the mall and buy that exact type of sweater. Oh, you got to make sure your clothes are ready. Oh, you got to make sure you hit the barber shop for that photo shoot. Like, it's a million thousand, like, like it never ends. Like, the, no, the, in order easy, to do man. one thing done, it's really a million smaller steps that you got to do to get this one thing done. Added to and that thing, one exactly. thing is just one thing of an even bigger picture. You get what I'm saying? So exactly. It's like, I need that calendar, bro. It's impossible for me to remember all of this because, like I said, bro, to, to accomplish one thing is really just an accumulation of of, uh, 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 of smaller accomplishments that add up to that one thing. So, uh, yeah, man, it was around Thanksgiving. I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to uh, drop this video. I want this to be the single. I want that to be, that to be okay. So, again, that means this song 
uh, even if the album's not done, at least that one song has to be mixed and mastered to perfection by this day. Um, All right, cool. You have to have a meeting with Diego. All right, cool. Now, that meeting, you check that meeting off, but that meeting is one checkbox on your to-do list. That nah, that's just adding more shit off, to it. That's turned into nine. <laughs> because now Diego says, all right, uh, I'm going to need this, that, and the third to shoot this. Well, this, that, and the third just became this, that, and the third to do things on my to-do list. Like, So I just need that calendar, man, and it's just a way of like, okay, you want to drop this album by then? You got to be smart, man. You got to think analytical. Well, then the, yeah. the record press is going to need your artwork and master copy of the album X amount of time ahead of that date. And you don't want to plan on having the album in your hands on that day. You want to at least, because you want to play things safe just in case some shit gets fucked up. Exactly. You should yep. aim have on having advance. the final product in your hand or a week at least, maybe two weeks before the release date, before the release party. So that means you gotta call your boy Polly <laughs> and tell him, look, hey, I don't know what you got going on in life, <laughs> but we need to do this photo shoot the latest by then. And this artwork needs to be done by then, which means I gotta pick you up tomorrow from your crib. We gotta go shoot these pictures. So it's a never ending thing, man. And that is that, work. That, uh, it's really work, it's man. It's work, like, bro. We talk about this all the time, like me and my people, like we was just talking about it in the last podcast about how like people, man, they, you tell them you're an artist sometimes, they kind of downplay it and make it seem like you just do it, it's fun, and it's like, no, this is still work. <laughs> like, like, yeah, not, bro. This ain't no easy it's, shit, like what you mean? My yeah, nine, to, you know what I'm saying? I, bro, I've had a million nine to fives in my life, and I clock in, and you clock out, and you ain't got to think about it. This? Bro, it's. It's haunting you. It, you, you it, it might hovers over sweet. you 24-7. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ask my, yeah, my man, Paulie knows all about it. The dude who does all my artwork and shit, he'll tell you all about the grind that Valid puts in. Like, the, the, the strategic planning of some other shit I did, man, when it comes to that schedule. I started, like, looking at, at different uh, artists and the way they rolled their album out. So I would look at Drake. And the way he rolled out, what was the name of his last album? Uh, Scorpion. Scorpion. And I started looking at, 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 at certain dates. And I would go on Wikipedia and be like, okay, God's plan dropped on this day. The video dropped on this day. All right. And then the next single dropped on this day. And then the next single, and I would look at the time, like, between the way they would drop shit. And then I would look at, like, okay, so he dropped X amount of singles before the album dropped with this much time approximately usually between the singles, and then the album dropped, and then the, the first single after the album was already out, like the video would drop. So I would, like, use him as a reference. And then I would look no, at... No, that's a perfect reference, different. though, too. That's a perfect... But then I also understand he's a huge pop artist. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So maybe comparing my schedule to his schedule... Is not the best thing. So I was like, let me look at something a little bit different. Let me look at, like, the way an album from R.A. to Rugged Man gets rolled out. Or maybe, like, a, a, a Sean Price and compare okay. uh, compare the schedules and see how different or how similar a underground boom-bap hip-hop artist or, or, or somebody whose uh, numbers maybe are not as big. This guy's not a pop culture icon, but he's still doing it big in my eyes. Like, he's still... Yeah 
somewhere I want to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would love to be where Talib Kweli is at or where, uh, 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 you know, uh, a guilty Simpson is at or, or, you know, God, you know, God bless his soul where Sean Price was at, you know, before he left us. So like, I would look at these guys and look at their blueprints and be like, let me see if it, how different or how similar it is to like Drake. Like, let me see how motherfuckers who really live off this shit do this shit and exactly. study that shit. Exactly. And then I would put it on my schedule. You know what I'm saying? I would use those references and put it on my schedule and be like, all right, you want to roll this album out just like you were on Def Jam, just like you were Logic, or just like you were M, or just like you were, you know, uh, 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 it don't even matter, bro, uh, signed to Rhyme Sayers or Duck Down or Stone's Throw, then do it, you know, if you want to be big, you got to do shit big. You know, it can't be, it can't look local. It can't exactly. look or, or, you know what I'm saying, low budget. Because people will know, like, when you, when you put that type of, being behind it when it's like half ass that's exactly the type of um response, response you're gonna get gonna to get. it you know what i'm saying hey like, man definitely got to put the work behind it it's 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 you know what man and people always like will always compliment man you're one of the hardest working cats and da, 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 your grind is impeccable and blah, blah, blah. i get that all the time and it's like honestly i don't love that part of it though <laughs> like me, it's like that's I'm what like listen rather, like it does like, it make you want to be like hey help me man like help me out no. yeah <laughs> like, like that's cool but <laughs> honestly i you know people say be careful what you wish for like i wish i had a manager i wish i either had a team big enough and i was making enough money big enough to where I don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. Or maybe yeah, I was signed to a stone throw or duck down. I just want to focus on the music. But I love my music so much that I'm willing to do all this other music industry bullshit I don't give a fuck about just so people can can, can hear the fucking music, bro. That's what yeah, it comes man. down to. You know what I'm saying? And take it seriously. And my shit can sit next to, to Guilty Simpson and, 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 and uh, you know, whoever else, Black Thought or, or MF Doom. And my album can come across the people who are digging for their shit and not feel like it's not up to par. Like, yeah, I they can look it. and be like, you know oh, what, what is this? Like, what is this? Let me check this out. No, no, oh, that's just some local shit. Let me put this to the side. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The part. You, can, you can match it up. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. In order for them to give your music a chance at that level, the presentation has to be the same, yep. bro. You the know artwork, what I'm saying? For it has sure. To be, Absolutely. You know, the artwork, the videos, the rollout, the logo, the, the, the interviews you do, you know, and then we'll see where your music lands and how much they like it. But until then, bro, whether exactly. right or wrong, that's how we that's how we trigger, bro. If some cat just hands me a mixtape uh, on a CD with just his black marker, he might be fucking. You know I'm saying like straight up, but my mind, through no conscious decision of my own, is already telling me like I'm not taking it serious. Maybe it may never yeah. even get popped into the CD player. Probably got probably got the best bars, you know what I'm saying? The day probably the next hot thing, but that whole presentation can just fuck it up if it ain't up to par. I'm glad that you said that too about the rollout and everything, all that being important and the music landing because um like we see a lot of shit nowadays, man, where it's like it's it's so much what we call it cloud chasing, so much going on as far as like everybody just just trying to have a moment, you know what I'm saying, to be viral and it's like it don't match up to the music. Like we get to the music, we're like, Oh, that's cool. 
And there's an exception where it's like you get some like, no, the music is fire too. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's real important. So imagine how harder artists like us got to work to make sure the stuff is up to par. Yeah, this ain't culture. And had a dope music. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I did all that. But look, my music dope too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and a lot, exactly. And a lot of that shit, bro, that a lot of this music industry shit, you know, we say it all the time and it sounds cliche, but most of mirrors yeah, you know what oh, yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. a lot of, a lot of people pay to be famous. Yeah. Like, they will, or they will pay to live their dream. And it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna just be, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent, bro. I'm transparent as fuck. All you motherfuckers listening, or, or the cats who are listening that are aspiring artists, that whole idea of paying to open up for certain artists, Paying to go on a tour, paying to be on a special mixtape, paying to like make it look like you're on is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you're done paying, nobody's checking for you, bro, because the music didn't resonate, bro. And at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what nobody says, yo. And look, I pay. I pay not to do shit like I just said. Fuck that. I've learned my lesson with that when I was a youngin'. But if month like here's what I can say, bro, and I've learned it especially in the last six months. When you do dope shit, motherfuckers will knock on your door, and they'll want to be a part of your brand and what you're doing. True shit. You shouldn't have to pay to be on anybody's mixtape. You shouldn't have to pay a DJ or a radio uh, uh, programmer to have your song spun on the radio. But guess what? This is even the game that major labels play. Like when you hear, you know, uh, so and so, whatever big artist you want to think of, and their songs getting played on the radio times a day, it's called payola, baby. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and it and that that'll always go on. And it's the mind fuck. It's the biggest Jedi mind trick. Oh, I'm gonna pay. Uh, uh, the radio or the radio director, maybe not directly because that's illegal. We want to keep our hands clean. This is how major labels work. We're going to pay. Maybe we're going to buy the race and a whole bunch of brand new trucks and studio equipment. All right, cool. Thank you. That's a gift. But then that label says, hey, I got my new artist. He just dropped a new single. You know, we think it would be good on your guys' radio station. Wink, wink, wink. All right. So now this is no longer about what the song sounds like. This is no longer the DJs breaking records because they feel you created something real dope that will resonate with their following. <laughs> this wink, is now, wink, wink. <laughs> yup, this is now wink, wink, wink. I just bought you five trucks with your logo wrapped around the truck or whatever, whatever, radio station.com, blah, 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 blah. And now that DJ is playing that same song five times a day. And now the person the random consumers like, well, this shit's on the radio. This is obviously the shit that's hot because it's on the radio. And they know that song because they hear it all day, every day. But that shit will only get somebody so, so far opposed to a dope-ass artist who has a dope-ass, honest grind. It resonates and somebody's, and now somebody's checking for them because the music is not because the radio told them it was dope. Because when exactly. you stop paying those radio DJs or you stop paying those blogs to post your shit, the litters were never checking for you in the first place. 
You see what I'm saying? You, you, you never had about immediately. real fans. You had motherfuckers. You was chasing and you had clout. But when that clout goes away, the listeners go away. And now you can't drop an album just off of pure music and motherfuckers fuck with it. And and it's just it's just you know it, you can pay to be famous for a few days or you know you can play it and God willing you make some dope shit motherfuckers fuck with you for real and they checking for you not the radio what the radio station is playing. Yeah, that's definitely some true shit, man. Like just it, it's almost how we was talking about earlier, like just stuff just being organic, like people just gravitating toward it before you know before we start actually recording the episode, but. I'm, I'm going to close with this topic too because you mentioned this, and I, I it's funny because I, I had no idea that we were, you know, going into that discussion, but it was interesting enough that I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to bring this up on the episode. But just it being <laughs> classic albums, man, like you, you said it, you said it clear as day that there could not be any more classic albums. Explain your take on that. So there can't be any classic albums in the sense of what we. What when, when what people mean when they say classic, like right. the way you know what I'm saying. The the, the Jordan ones are classic. The Illmatic is classic. The way Michael Jackson Thriller is classic. Marvin Gaye, what's going on is classic. That concept may never exist anymore because of the, not because the music is not good, not because the music is not of classic value. Oh no, bro, there's a lot of shit getting made. That's oh, of classic yeah. value, but that's the problem. It's so much shit where in order in 94, what year did Illmatic drop? 94? Uh, back in that time, there was probably only a few new albums worldwide, or especially out in the hip-hop genre coming out at once. Maybe a few albums were dropped every Tuesday. That, that was back in the day. Tuesdays is when music came out. And nowadays it's Friday for whatever reason. But back in the day, the Sam Goodies, your blockbuster music, your local mom and pop uh, record shop, they would get their new shipments in and put the new music on the shelf on Tuesdays. And how many different titles would come out? Not that many every week. It was like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it just wasn't that many. So when something like Nas, Illmatic drops, all pop heads are aware of this the few projects dropped that week. And each app probably only 40 to 50 minutes long. So everybody can go buy this album, or if you didn't have it like that, you stole it off the or you know what I'm saying? Right. You would buy one project, your boy would buy the other, and you'd probably buy the cassette at the time. Maybe you bought the CD. But for the next few weeks, next few months, this is the album that you listen to. And that's how shit became classic because the whole community listened to this one album. Everybody the talking about majority, it. Damn near, exactly. Damn near the whole hip hop community. All your boys in high school or middle school, all the people in the club, all the DJs were talking and approving this one or two specific projects that the the average hip-hop head was listening to Illmatic. He didn't have to be a super Nas fan or, or to fuck with Illmatic. And it was everybody was bumping it in their whip. Exactly. 
and that was the talk of the town because now you let's fast forward the clock now to today's time, 25 years later. Instead of only two or three titles dropping a week, there are two or three thousand titles dropping yeah. a day. 800,000 probably dropping a day. <laughs> like, exactly. It's fucking bro. ridiculous. And now, because of that, with the shit, there's so much floating around, and because we live in such a fast paced society, yeah. Jay Z can drop 444, and we as the community, only a portion of us are listening to it. Because now we have so many options. Where it's like, oh, I fuck with this more emo type rap. Oh, I fuck with this more crazy Danny Brown-esque type rap. Uh, there's so many options. It's not like the whole community listens to this one thing and we live in a, such a fast-paced society where it's like I'm getting hit with so much new music and so much music is coming out at such a fast rate. It's impossible for the whole hip-hop scene to say, bam, this is the shit that we're all listening to and we're all going to praise and we're all going to put on a pedestal and for the next 15 years, we're still going to be bumping this. Bro, I don't know if that's going to happen. The closest thing to that in recent memory is some Kendrick Lamar shit and J. Cole. And, and, yeah. and it's still no, like, like it's not like Marvin Gaye. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Michael Jackson Thriller where you say, boom, this is gonna be the soundtrack of our lives for the next. Now you talking about years. Forest Hill when he when he dropped that joint? Yeah, Forest okay, Hill. Okay, I was the one. Uh, uh, I'm thinking the other one, Forest Hill. Well, shit, for your, no, I'm not for your eyes only because that was that was that was during a time where it was like here and gone. We talked about it for like a couple weeks, then we was off it. Um, shit. I yeah, I would just say Forest Hill because after that, for, that's when we started. But that, and yeah. then I would probably even throw Good Kid, Mad City in there because I was like, that, that's, that's the one I was talking about 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 okay. Kendrick. That's my bad. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting confused. Yeah, that's like other than that, my G. What you know what I'm saying? Like even Jay Z, bro, one of the greatest, the goats of all time, got the album, and that four for four album. Fuck what anybody says is a dope, dope album from beginning to end. Oh yeah, very that dope. That shit is sweet. Like everybody, like. People fucked with it. And then all of a sudden, it was no longer a talking topic. Eminem dropped that kamikaze shit. Everybody was saying how good it is and how much it was reminding uh, people of the, the young yeah, Eminem. Yeah, he was on that mug rapper. You know, yeah, like everybody was saying, this shit is sweet as fuck. All right. Yo, dog, after the whole, like, MGK kill shot shit, it's gone. Yeah. It's dead. Nobody, like, it's, 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 it's gone. When opposed to... <laughs> Uh, they dropped a uh, takeover in the summer of 01. That rolled the whole summer. After 01. Then he's, you see how slow shit used to move, much more attention we would give one thing back in the day. And now our attention span is just about that, my G. And it's like, it's scary because you want to drop something that, that sits like motherfuckers' souls, not even paying attention that deep. Yo, even Beyonce said in an interview, she's like, people ain't making albums no more. Because the record labels wow. don't see the the, the, uh, uh, the the what's it called? What's the fucking word I'm looking for? The record labels no longer see like what the they, they gain from an album. 
they'd rather have you just crank out a single that's catchy as fuck that everybody's going to dance to for the next four to six weeks, and then boom, what's the next single? Like, there's yeah. no reason to make a full album, a full body of work. And here's some crazy shit. I was just writing about this today for the, uh, a blog that hit me up and wanted me to write an article. When I was in ninth grade, before we had social media and the internet and our cell phones and shit, listening to music used to be a thing you did, just mm-hmm. like when you would watch a movie. Now, music always is just kind of background noise. So how is the album going to be classic at a time when, when nobody, Man, like, walks to into their living room? Exactly. How many people nowadays truly walk into their living room? pour a glass of wine or grab themselves a beer, roll a blunt, and sit on the couch and put an album on. Very and they easy. just vibing out to the music. They're not playing on their cell phones. You know what I'm saying? They're not driving. It's just them and the music. People used to do this. This is normal back in the day. I used to come home from school. My mom was like, yo, finish couldn't, your home. Couldn't wait. You do the music. You feel me? Like, then I would go upstairs put on Jay-Z blueprint and just lay on my bed and stare at and let every motherfucking word my man was saying soak in my brain. Yeah, man. Yo, that shit don't yep. exist no more. I don't think so. If it is, hey, y'all holler at me and let me know because I, <laughs> it's like... Uh, yeah, it, I got some dope shit for you to listen to. Yeah, man. But, but you know, it's, it's... I don't think it's like that no more, my G. Now we listen to music off our cell phones while we're texting people, while we're Quality scrolling through our social media, and and the music is just background noise nowadays, my chief. We got a we got a tweet that we listening to it. I'm guilty of it. Like, oh yeah, about to check out this set. Bam, like, I'm yeah. guilty. Like of just it. like just cut it on and listen to it. Like, like oh, I'm the listening to track time. number three. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You see what I'm saying? It's like where do you disconnect from the world and just focus on the music? It's like when you go to a movie, they won't want you to put your cell phone away and you're supposed yeah. to be in tune with the movie. You know, we don't listen to albums like that no more. And 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 nowadays the closest thing I think to that is when you're driving. And that's yep. why that's where I usually soak in all my music. Whether I hook up my radio to my phone or I pop a CD in and I'm on the road and I'm driving. And that's where 95% of my music listening, true listening to music, takes place. But when I'm at the crib, bro, and music is playing, I'm cleaning my house, I'm on the computer, I'm on Facebook, I'm writing emails, and I'm paying attention to what I'm typing. The music is just background noise, so it's not quiet. Yeah, man, that's crazy, because I even got it set up to where I'm like, all right, I know if I want to listen to a podcast, I'm going to listen to my phone with my headphones in, and if it's an album that I really, really, really want to listen to, I'll listen to it when I get in the car. That's that's just wild, man, opposed to like how you say, you're just excited to get home from school, like, let me, I can't wait to play this album, I can't, well, especially if you bought a new one. I can't wait to get home and just rip the plastic off this mug. Like, Rip the plastic off, put it in the CD player, and I'm going to sit on my bed and just listen to music. I had no phone, no electronics to play on. You know what I'm saying? It was just me. Or, like, like nowadays, even with the Walkman concept, my CD player can only do one thing, play CDs. So when I was walking around high school, I popped in a CD, GMX, Nas, J, B12, whatever, Hit play, walk around, and that was playing. Now, when I'm, you know, walking around in the city, and I'm listening to music in my in my earphones, in my in my earbuds. I'm usually also doing other shit on my phone at the same time. To do everything. 
the attention span ain't there on music, bro. It's scary. Yeah, man. I'm glad I ain't the only one that feel that way. I knew I knew it was other artists that felt that way, but it's like having that conversation about it is like, see, it puts it at ease because it's like, okay, it's not just me. You know what I'm saying? It's like some got to get figured out, but it is like how. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, how? man. It's it's so just, much. I don't know, bro. It's just, it's just like um, it's 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 um, the evolution of media, bro. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people like we want to we. We're always, as artists, we're always going to think of music as, like, the way Beethoven thought of music. The way, like, yeah. it's something special and magical, and it is. Don't get me wrong. At the same time, though, music is, is, is also, in another sense, just one other form of media and entertainment. Yep. It's, it's, it's so, you know, that in the reality of things, too, it's also that. It's, it's deeper to it's not the street um, just like a commercial on the TV is just it's just a thing. it's disposable it's to sell the bigger product when it comes down to it. it's to really sell your brand which is you at the end of the day exactly, exactly. So that's why I made this calendar on the wall and everything like that is how do I try to uh, overcome this it's like how can I make my album still relevant five months old you know what I mean? So yeah. me and Diego, my man, we, we got a couple ideas, got a couple cool things to keep, uh, I think I'm going to try, and I think they'll be successful in the way I'm, I plan on keeping the album relevant, keep it a talking topic, keep reaching new fans and new listeners that probably don't right. know about me in five months from now, and just keep, you know, getting exposure to it and keep it keeping this shit fresh, man. Exactly, man. I appreciate you for coming on, like sharing this information. I'm gonna have to have you back on, man. We're gonna have to actually have a sit down and like just other minds in the room as well as talking about this same shit, man, like a part two or something. Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. We covered a lot, man. Definitely. But uh drop your socials. You know you I know you got the website. You always promote it. Let them know where you at. Where they yeah. can find you, man. They can merch, world. man. Yeah, it's your homie Valid. That's V A L I D. Just like the word valid. All my social media it's valid three one three. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The website is even valid three one three dot com. Go on YouTube, watch some dope videos at youtube dot com slash valid three one three. The new album is out featuring Elzai, uh Jessica Caremore, Illa J. The name of the album is Mihailo. That's my real name. It's spelled M I H A J L O. It's streaming everywhere. That is my name. Mihailo is my name, too, but it's also the name of the album. Uh, it's on vinyl. It's on CD. We got pizzas. Valid313.com. Holla at your boy. Oh, we out. Let me live by my dream. Let me live by this what I intended to be. If you got a meeting, I can probably see. Why my success is not what you expected to be.